Okay, everybody, welcome to the latest episode of All Too Real 2. My name is Michael E. Cullen II, and with me, as always, is... Matthew Loki House. Should I trust you, then? Probably not. Alright. Well, that was our show, folks. Um, yep. So we're not going to do the show without a trustworthy ho- co-host here. And uh, I mean, it's... Uh... When you can't trust your co-host, you can't even trust yourself. Yeah. Well, Loki's not that distrust, untrust. I guess maybe a little bit, but um. Well, he is the god of mischief. Well, you could, you could, you could trust, yeah, that he's going to be mischievous, mischievous, or how, however you say that. But um, so you know, there you go. Yes, there you go. Are we having fun yet, Matt? Yes. Yeah, we are. All right, so today, if you haven't realized yet, which I hope you did, because usually, you know, when you're, you don't just stumble across a podcast usually. Right. Usually you pick to listen to it. Mm-hmm. It's not like when you're flipping through the channels of your TV and you, you know, somehow are watching <laughs> Bishop Fulton Sheen at two in the morning. <laughs> But, you know, this is where you purposely are listening to us review and talk about the Disney Plus Marvel series, Loki. We're going to talk about episode one here, entitled Glorious Purpose. Mm. Directed by Kate Hernan. 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 H-E-R-R-O-N. However that's pronounced. And written by Mike... (laughs) Written by Michael Waldron. Um, mm-hmm. Sorry, Kate, I didn't mean to butcher your name. I just don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> Hopefully by next week I will know how. Anyways, um, what is happening in this show here, Matthew? Uh, so it kind of goes back to uh, Endgame when they all uh, go back to 2012 to... Uh, retrieve the Tesseract and uh, you know Hulk ends up slamming through the doors whatever it knocks everything over and then Loki takes it and disappears and then uh, then we show him he's in like the Gobi Desert or something like that um, very reminiscent of Iron Man when he's kind of laying in the sand and stuff like that yeah and, uh, he you know sees these people that are just you know who live there and he's you know Te- you know, asking him, you know, who he is and stuff, and he can't, you know, he can't really speak their language, so he's kind of just delivering his, you know, normal speech that he did, you know, because this is this is 2012 Loki. This is not, um, this is not, you know, this is not the Loki that we saw. Wokey Loki. This is regular Loki. Yeah, yeah, it's not woke Loki. God, uh, <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, not not the one, not the one that basically, you know, died. You know, to save his brother in, in the beginning of Infinity War. So this is the Loki that still 
had you know dreams of world domination and stuff like that and um you know he you know they don't understand what he's saying and he's he's just kind of going into a speech and then um the these people show up who are basically like time cops essentially um they you know they're there to basically make sure that the timeline is going you know on the correct course that it's supposed to be going on and uh you know he's arguing with them and stuff like that you know very arrogantly because he you know he's a god and you know they're mere mortals and stuff like that and uh <laughs> the one time where she just slaps him across the face with this thing and just like totally like puts time to like one sixteenth of what of what you know normal time is but he can still feel the pain in real time so it's like he's literally feeling the pain of like a punch to the face and one sixteenth of time yeah which is like that was really a, fucked up that was a really cool yeah. shot i wonder how they did that I mean, it, it's it's yeah, no. because I'm. I mean, I'm sure there's cameras out there that can shoot at one sixteenth. Like that, that would be like because that'd be whatever. Like normally, a, a per second, it's you, you shoot a you shoot at twenty four frames per second. So to get one sixteenth, yeah. that would you'd have to. I don't know. I'm bad at math. So whatever that would be, it would be it's like a lot. It, it, it'd be like thousands of frames per second. So. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, plus two, that would be, and that that weapon got into the wrong hands. You could like use that to torture someone for like infinity. Like it's just terrible. But um, or if it so got, you know, she puts or if it got into the right hands, the right hands, yeah. Mm. <clears throat> or my left. Yeah, or my left hand. Then, or my left hand. Right. No left. Okay. Wait. No. Okay. Go. Ahead. <clears throat> so then, what happens? <laughs> Sorry, Matthew. She puts a collar. Yeah, she puts a collar over his neck, basically, you know, and then takes him away. And then he uh, he ends up going through this whole, you know, process. You know, like um, this this creepy robot basically just robes him and like twitches like his eye, which is really weird. And then uh, you know, he goes into like a jumpsuit. You know, basically goes to like a thing where he's got a sign. A paper of every single thing he's ever said in his life and like you know everything's all analog which is really weird too because they're like supposed to be like the monitors of, of like all time but like all the equipment they use is like from like the 1960s era type of stuff which is weird and um and then like you know he, he says something so then like another sheet of paper gets printed out of what he said by the way so loki's like over a thousand years old and that stack of paper was not that big i mean <laughs> um you know i mean how much have we talked in our life i mean like boxes well, upon boxes of paper like maybe the maybe the print was really really small even then i, <laughs> I don't know and then, but anyway so he, he signs it and then he goes to like this whole like sort of like orientation where like this like cartoon miss, basically starts miss, telling them like miss what, minute that's like miss minute yeah voice <laughs> she like voiced by tara strong by the way who is voiced who's voiced thousands of uh, cartoons over our lifetimes so <clears throat> you've heard right. you've heard her at one point or another in your life folks so yeah exactly so you know she goes through this whole orientation uh, like what, what this what this thing's called a time variant. Um, I forgot what the, the other TVA um, authority. 
you know, time variance authority that, you know, basically makes sure that the, the regular flow of time, you know, stays intact because there actually used to be a multiverse and that these, these, um, universes were going into like war with each other and it was creating all kinds of chaos. And then it all got fused into like one, you know, one, one universe and one timeline. Which is, you know, interesting that we're, we're getting into the multiverse now, which is, you which, know, which they refer to interesting as the, to see how the show. They also refer to it as the sacred timeline. So <laughs> yeah, this is the sacred timeline, yeah, that we have here, and then the time, the time lords or time variants or whatever, it's their job to make sure that that sacred timeline doesn't deviate in any way, and you know, whenever it does, they just take the person. Either they take them back or they just like dissolve them and kill them or whatever. And, uh, you know, we find out though that Loki here was specifically kind of sent here, you know, on purpose because the, the guy, Owen Wilson, whose, whose name is Mobius, by the way, which is interesting because in Endgame, Tony Stark figures out time travel by inverting a Mobius strip. So that's interesting right there. And, 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 uh, and, and, and a Mobi- Mobius strip is a, is a one-sided um, strip of like DNA or other things, like depending on what it is, that when turned looks like two things. Just keep that in mind. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So um, he, he kind of basically like, you know, argues on his behalf, like, you know, we can use him for something else or whatever. So then he kind of takes them into his, like, you know, interrogation room or whatever. And yeah, it's kind of... By the way, sorry, I'm interrupting a little bit here, but the judge the, the judge that he's in front of is named uh, Ravana Renslayer, mm. who is a character in the comic books who has a love affair with um, Kang the Conqueror. Oh, wow. So, who people... Ha- who Kang the Conqueror has been cast for a future Marvel movie already, so really? she, she could become important, and maybe he might show up in this series. We don't know, though, yet. So. <clears throat> That's that's pretty cool. Yeah. And by the way, there is no Mephisto. Mephisto's not here. Um, they you know, they made it very clear that Mephisto's not coming um, in this show. So unless they're lying to us, unless they're lying to us, exactly. <laughs> uh, oh, I kind of forgot too. So like, um, there was like in the beginning, I think uh, Mobius was. Um, so he's he's finding all all of his people are getting killed when they're trying to um, catch a certain variant, and he's in some church. In like 1548 or something like that. Yeah, in, Fran- and, um, in like France. In France, and there's like a Joan of Arc kind of painting, or um, Christ- um, stained glass. And then, you know, he talks to this girl to ask him, you know, what happened. He kind of gives, you know, gives her like a little game on his phone or whatever to kind of look at as he's talking to her. And, um, you know, he asked her, you know, who did this? And she points to a thing of the de- uh, stained glass of the devil. And then you know, her mouth is all blue, and then uh, finds out that, you know, the person gave her kablooey um, chewing gum. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, the, the devil bearing gifts, you know, that's interesting. And then he basically, you know, tells her that, you know, he's, you know, the devil is afraid of them, so he, he's going to go find them or whatever. And then, yeah. That's kind of what's going on is that there's this there's this other variant that's this is killing all of the, the, you know, the time cops essentially yeah, the, the he's trying to minute men as they're called that's right minute men yeah yeah oh and also too so like when they reset the timeline they do they put this like little cool like hourglass not hourglass but like a 
like a lamp or something. Yeah. And then like it turns purple, which is interesting because in WandaVision, um, um, uh, Agatha Harkness, her magic is purple. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's anything, but, um, could just be a coincidence, but, um, maybe it's Barney. Could be Barney the dinosaur. Yeah. Yes. Barney the dinosaur is a time traveler. Mm -hmm. Sure. Maybe he's the variant that's killing people. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I never really trusted Barney, to be honest. So, no, um, all, all this I love you, you love me bullshit, I don't buy it. <clears throat> I don't I don't buy it, no. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, what else happens that from there on? You know, he's talking, he's basically trying to, like, get Loki to crack, you know, yeah, by questions. He's, like, like, interrogating him in this really cool interrogation room that's, like, an old thing. And he's also, why, why he's, he's there... He's uh he's got soda and he's drinking Josta soda, <laughs> which was a short-lived soda in the nineties. <laughs> so yeah, see, that's what I would use my like if I had, like I'm not even kidding. If I had time travel abilities, I would totally just use them to like buy products that are no longer available anymore that I used to like. Yeah, it's just like. Makes you wonder because my thing is too. It's like, uh, what? The, it's like, uh, Josta was in the '90s, and like, when was the last time we were in the '90s in a in a Marvel movie? And it was like Captain Marvel. So I don't I don't know if there's any connection, but yeah, it makes Captain you wonder because Josta was like one of the first like energy drinks. It was made by Pepsi. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and it was. Yeah, it was kind of like a. I don't know, like almost like a cola flavored, weird, you know. It's a soft drink brand produced by the PepsiCo, and the first energy drink ever induced introduced in the major U.S. beverage company. By yeah. by by not not in by a major U.S. <laughs> beverage company, it was marketed as high energy drink with uh, guarana and caffeine. Yeah. <laughs> guarana, mm-hmm. so basically like the same thing that Five Hour Energy is made out of. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and it, and it appears in episode one of Loki. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was it was available for four years between 1995 and 1999. Mm. So that's kind of interesting. I just I I just find little things like that kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, he's drinking the Josta and he's showing uh Loki basically his life and events that are happening to him on this uh, projector thing that looks all old, but then when it projects on the screen, you get, like, this really cool, like, image where you don't see the background, just the foreground of people. Which I kind of thought was cool, and you get these different events events from his life. So what all was he showing him? Pretty much everything. I mean, like, um, you know, like, um, when he um, (laughs) accidentally... Leads his mother to her death, which he didn't know he was doing. He thought he was actually protecting her. And he's, you know, pretty much asking, you know, to go back and, you know, save her. And Mobius is like, no, that's that's what's supposed to happen. It's, it will always happen that way. And it shows, you know, him, you know, fighting off Thanos and getting his neck snapped, basically, um, with one hand. <clears throat> 
Yeah, I mean, a bunch of other too, probably. So he kind of sees how he, basically, he sees the uh, the arc of his character throughout the movies. Mm-hmm. And we also did see a scene prior to that too, where he showed him um, where he where he was on an airplane. Oh yeah, and um, he was. He, we find out he was DB Cooper, the notorious, <laughs> the notorious, uh, the notorious hijacker, plane hijacker, who is the only hijacker in U.S. history to not um, a plane hijacker that is to not be caught. <laughs> so right, and it's the reason why it's because he got sucked back up like by the rainbow or whatever back to yeah, and he, you know he did it all because he lost a bet with with Thor. <laughs> Right, we have no idea what what that bet entailed or why yeah. it would result in him um, stealing money from an airplane. <laughs> it's just um, kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah. So he's DB Cooper, which is interesting. Ah, <laughs> oh, boy. Mm-hmm. I like. I love the fun they're having with this show so far. It's really cool. Um, so, yeah, we go through the arc of his character throughout the Marvel movies. Like you said, we did see the uh, death of uh, Frigga, his uh, adopted mother. Um, the Minuteman slash woman that, uh, that apprehended, um, Loki at the beginning of the show comes in to like basically argue with uh Mobius about the fact that they are that that he's trying to basically <laughs> save Loki from being basically eliminated. You know? Right. What did they call it in the show? <laughs> they were like uh, I forgot the name. Uh I forgot the word they used. Um Yeah. Uh, something, but um, I think it was like reset or something. Reset, or, or, yeah. or basically, I think they killed that one guy though because yeah. he didn't have a ticket. Um, I think they still called it like resetting him, resetting the timeline. Yeah, um, because of the whole multiverse yeah. thing or whatever. Oh, did I, did, uh, I, did, did we mention? Okay, I don't think we did. Um, <laughs> I've been thinking about this show so much, so I so I forget what I've said on here and what I have okay. been thinking about. So. The the during that uh that missed minute thing that we talked about, they talked about the multiverses and how it led to a time of madness, <laughs> which is interesting because Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is the name of the next Doctor Strange movie to come out next. Right, year. exactly. So yeah, I'm pretty sure they used that word on purpose. Mm-hmm. And that that script is also being written by uh, Michael Waldron, who uh, wrote this. So <clears throat> that's kind of interesting too. Okay, so it's probably gonna we're probably gonna see at the end of the series or, or season that the multiverse is probably gonna get opened up again, probably or something like that. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure this this <clears throat> and then we've got uh, um, No Way Home coming out, Spider Man, which is supposed, oh, right. supposed yeah. to open up some of the multiverse as well. So I think we're gonna have a lot of multiverse opening soon. I mean, they're probably. Okay. Won't be, I mean, obviously, I doubt there'll be any any kind of mention or anything of it in Black Widow, but you know, you never know. Right. Yeah. Which hopefully we can go see and then cover for this podcast if you guys would like us to. Yeah, that would be cool. Yes. Um. Because theaters are opening up and everything. Yep. 
finally. Yes. After 15 months of. Is that of, all it was? Well, it necessary, like, but still. Felt like 15. What's that? It felt like 15 years. Right. Yeah. I know. Totally. So, um. <clears throat> anyways, the goats. Anyways, uh, do you want to take a quick break and we'll finish the plot here, Matt? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Don't want to get off too much on any tangents here, folks. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. What is Gen X? What is the silent generation? What do generations have in common? Hi, I'm Trish the Dish from the Gen X Voice Podcast, and I invite you to listen to conversations I have with folks from different generations, backgrounds, beliefs, and experiences in an attempt to see what connects rather than divides us. Even though Gen X has been called slackers, Karens, or not mentioned at all in some cases, we are the bridge generation, so I feel compelled to do my part to destroy ageism by bringing all these voices together. And, as a bonus, each guest gets to answer some 80s questions at the end of each show. So download and listen to Gen X Voice today on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And let's see how much we have in common after all. Hi, this is Catherine, host of a new fashion podcast, The Real Fashion School Dropout. Join me as I interview guests every week in the fashion and beauty space and we gossip on all things fashion and beauty and even get into some personal stories of their journey in the industry. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Hope to see you there. And we are back. Back. We are still on this timeline here that we're talking about the Loki episode one, glorious mm-hmm. purpose. So, um, all right. So, so this uh, minute, this minute, um, man slash woman who uh, tried to try to stop Loki in the beginning came in, as I was saying. And basically tried to interrupt the whole uh, interrogation that um, Mobius M. Mobius was doing with him. And uh, we, uh, while this happens, uh, Loki escapes. (laughs) (laughs) And he takes, there's this little uh, device that they have that can basically set them back and move the the person that's wearing the, the collar back, like, a few seconds in time. Yeah. And, uh, Loki kind of pickpocketed that from, uh, Mobius. So he was able to, like, blip himself out of there. <laughs> and, uh, around the place. And when he first arrived and had to give up the, uh, Tesseract, he encountered a gentleman at the desk, played by Eugene Cordero, pill boy for life, man. And, um, from uh, the good place, <laughs> that's who that was. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, if you have not watched the good place, Pills boy. <laughs> if you have not watched the good place, I highly recommend it. And I think the show, in its way, is actually kind of slightly influenced by so far by the good place in certain aspects. Yeah, and then seeing Eugene Cadero mm-hmm. in there, who I I I love Eugene Cadero. He's like a great, you know, 
comedic talent, very underrated, and I think he's going to start to be bigger and bigger. It's cool to see him in a in this project. Um, his name was Gary, I think. Mm. What was it? It was something. I'm trying to remember. Uh, I forgot his name. Um, I got to look him up now. Um, it was Casey, not Gary. Sorry. Oh, okay. Um, okay, so Casey. Um, I don't know why I was thinking Gary. Might just be that I uh, I watched a, Spon- a SpongeBob movie yesterday with my great niece, and <coughs> Sponge- SpongeBob's pet snail is named Gary. So um, mm-hmm. that might be why. <laughs> Who knows? Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and anyways, the uh, the 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 Minuteman that we were talking about earlier, the the woman. Um, it's like named Hunter B fifteen. Mm-hmm. Okay, so just letting you know the character's name, played by Wunmi Musaku. I am probably butchering her name, and I am really sorry for that. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce people's names, and I'm apologizing for that ahead of time. You know, this uh, oh when. While Sun plays Mobius, yeah, is, oh, is, is, yeah. Am I doing that one right? Oh, when Wild Sun, yeah. Huh. Oh, no, <coughs> what no, is yes? What's name? It's it's O N Wild Sun. Yeah. Oh, Owen Wilson. There we go. I got it. I sounded it out. You got it. Yep. Yay me. So, um. There we go. Anyways, <laughs> it's Tom Hiddisselston. <clears throat> Is that right? I don't know. Okay. Anyways, so Tom Hiddleston. Anyways, so we've got um, we've got Loki escaping, <clears throat> and w- when he does, he he realize he he goes out to the to that person uh, Casey who's like uh, pushing a. Uh, like a mail cart sort of thing around the offices there. And inside the drawer, the Tesseract's there because he asks for the little blue cube back. And inside mm-hmm. there, there's a bunch of, there's a bunch of like important things from like human history in there as, as well as a bunch of mm. random infinity stones. So people were often wondering like how Marvel could top the Infinity Stone thing, the whole Infinity Saga. I think they just mm-hmm. did, it, did it here by making the Infinity Stones useless, right? <laughs> so because they're they're, they're right. literally they're literally paperweights in this world. Yeah, well, they're probably like used up from different, you know, timelines or whatever, so they don't really have any, yeah, you know, power here or whatever. Um, but you also have like a which then again they'll. There was other things in there too, like a Honus Wagner baseball card, which is <clears throat> in, right. in mint condition. And the the only known Honus Wagner card that we have now is like the most expensive baseball card in existence. So you had stuff like that in there, right? <laughs> so, yeah, right. Huh. <clears throat> <clears throat> so what else happens here after that? He escapes, and what happens there? Um, he you know he shows him the you know basically he's kind of. Loki's kind of getting depressed here because, you know, he sees, like, all the stuff that's supposed to have power doesn't really have any power here at all. So he's kind of just holding the Tesseract kind of in his hand that's just not really 
you know, doing anything or whatever. And then, uh, kind of finally breaks down and base because earlier, you know, Mobius was, you know, asking him like, why, you know, do you enjoy hurting people? Do you enjoy killing people and stuff like that? And, uh, he finally kind of breaks down and says, you know, he doesn't, doesn't really enjoy it. Instead, he has to do it because it's all part of the illusion of power because that's kind of what he accused the whole time variance, um, place is all, all an illusion basically. And, um, and, you know, it kind of finally gets in the crack a little bit, just sort of admitting that he's got, you know, all these frailties and he's not really, you know, as strong as he portrays himself to be and all that kind of stuff. And then, uh, we finally, finally get revealed that the, the variant that they're looking for is another version of Loki that's been killing all of these Minutemen all throughout history. And then they show some oil field in like the 1800s in Oklahoma. And, you know, there's like, it's like holding like this little lantern and just like sets the whole place on fire, killing all the Minutemen. So that's what we find out. Find out that the bad guy or woman, because, because there's also a female Loki in one of the, you know, um, versions of Loki in the comic books. So we could actually see a female Loki here as the quote villain. Yeah. Or who knows? Maybe, or, maybe the time variants are the real villains. You know, right. maybe the antagonist, yeah, or whatever it is, yeah. The, the right. Antagonist, I mean, maybe the antagonist knows? to the people we know so far, because the thing is, right? Yeah, because 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 in writing, your hero could be your antagonist. Right. The, exactly. The, the good guy so, could be the antagonist. Who knows? Yeah. So. <laughs> right. Because who knows? Maybe the time variants are the ones. Or or TVA is the ones that maybe you know, you know created the whole problem in the first place in order to condense everything into a singular, you know, universe, you know, to make it easier to, you know, track or whatever. So who knows? Um, but we'll see what happens. Um, yeah. The, so, uh, yeah. The, um, be interesting. Um, cause, uh, we'll, we'll get to some speculation later, but I have some theories about this stuff too. So we'll see. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so, um, do you want to take another break here, Matt, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about some of that uh, trivia and some our reactions and theories? Yeah, sure. Okay. That sounds good. Good. Need a new podcast to listen to? Well, why not check out the Super Podcast from the Super Network at supermarcy.com where we discuss films and pop culture and we do monthly fan-voted commentaries. We are available on all major podcasting platforms. And we are back. Okay, Matt. Uh, so, so I forgot to ask you at the beginning of the episode, what was your general like feeling about this episode? <clears throat> you know, I really liked it. Um, it kind of, it kind of flew by. You know, it was like you know almost fifty minutes long, but um, you know, it didn't really seem like it was that long. So, well, maybe that's because the flow of time, you know, is different. You know, whatever from there. So, <laughs> you know, maybe that's why they did that. But um, maybe when you're yeah, watching it, it everything's yeah. at one sixteenth of a. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, no, this seemed more of it was like. Maybe it's like, you know, double. 150%. Oh, okay. So it's like maybe it's 160. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm bad with math, man. Uh, um, yeah, I kind of had the. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I liked it a lot. I think it was actually my favorite of the Marvel premieres so far on Disney+. Plus. I mean, I think my favorite Disney+. <laughs> right, Plus, yeah. My favorite Disney Plus premiere is still The Mandalorian, but this is still good. You know, so it's just kind of... That's just my own personal thing. Um, cause, yeah. Because <clears throat> I live in a galaxy far, far away. Um, <laughs> in my mind. Um... So here, here's some uh, here's some trivia from the Internet Movie Database about this episode. You ready for this, Matt? Yeah. Okay. The TVA sets were purposely designed to look like a stereotypical government office space from the 1960s and 1970s, right down to the usage of typewriters, old-style film reels, etc. from that era. Um, as the series depicts, it turns out Loki was the infamous D.B. Cooper, Cooper was the alias of an airline hijacker who demanded $200,000 in ransom from the U.S. government, having uh, passed a note to a stewardess that he had had a bomb in, in his suitcase and then parachuted out of the back of the plane while still in midair. Just like Loki in the series, um, Cooper was said to have worn dark sunglasses, a well-tailored suit, and was never caught. One difference... Um, hmm. In the series, however, it depicts the events of actually occurred in the pouring rain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, the yeah no no actually the the actual events occurred during the pouring rain, but in the series it didn't. I should say. Okay. Yeah. At, at one point, while trying to escape, Loki um, threatens an office worker by saying, "I'll gut you like a fish." Casey, <laughs> this is a reference to. Um, Scream in 1996 in which a girl named Casey receives the same threat. <laughs> right. Yeah. It was funny, too, because Casey's like, what's a fish? He didn't even understand it. <laughs> so, yeah, he doesn't know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, in the time court, Loki passes a mural with a painting of a group of people. The man in the front looks a whole lot like a young Stan Lee. Um, <laughs> the Jasta Soda... Agent Mobius drinks in the in Time Theater Five is one of the earliest energy drinks sold by PepsiCo from 1995 to 99, as we've already told. It was discontin- mm-hmm. di- uh, discontinued with no clear explanation why. <laughs> That's interesting. That might be why they chose mm-hmm. that specifically because it was discontinued with no clear explanation. Right. Maybe it was a time variance. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um. And they got to keep all the bottles. <laughs> yeah. Tom Hiddleston recommended adding um, Odin telling his son he sons he loves them from Thor Ragn- Ragnarok to the Time Theater. Um, mm-hmm. In the uh, in the evidence cart pushed by uh, Casey is a, as I've said before, a, a T two o six Honus Wagner baseball card. While Wagner was a record setting baseball player for the Pittsburgh Pirates in his own right. This card is also famous. Fewer than 200 were printed from 1909 to 1911 by the American Tobacco Company before Wagner insisted they stop making his card. Since then, his rare, uh, this rare collectible has earned as much as $3 million at auction and is regarded now as the third most valuable baseball card in existence. Used to be the number one, I remember years ago. Um, the, uh, the end of the tape of Loki's life has... 
ETH616 written on it. Earth 616 is the main universe of the Marvel comics. Kate Huron uh, took care to uh, showcase the Time Theater video of Loki's life, not as a simple montage, but as a play with actions and consequences. Uh, the mm-hmm. conspiracy theor- theory of Loki being the criminal D.B. Cooper as a way to what was as a way to pay homage to a viral fan ther- theory that Don Draper from Mad Men was destined to become Cooper. <laughs> and um, Michael Waldron, who wrote this show, has stated in interviews um, that uh, Mad Men is his favorite TV show of all time. So. Um, mm. This scene was also meant to provide an example of a moment where the Time Variance Authority might have intervened um, in his life, but did not. Mm-hmm. Um, the opening scene from Avengers Endgame was edited to uh, that the opening scene in this show, not from Endgame. Just letting you know, the, the opening scene that mm-hmm. took the characters from Endgame back to 2012 <laughs> was edited to show it from Loki's perspective. So there are different shots right. than there were in yeah. this movie. Uh, the time theater <laughs> sequence was inspired by the uh, interfaces in Minority Report. Hmm. Um, the D.B. Cooper scene, though it appears as a flashback, was shot at full ratio since it was an original scene not seen before. Loki calls the mm-hmm. TVA a nightmare which Mobius calls another department, <laughs> which he is willing to burn down. Uh, this refers to Nightmare, oh, the ruler wow. of dreams in the Marvel comics, an enemy of Doctor Strange. Um, one of the structures <laughs> in the TVA has T-282 written on it. This refers to the Mighty Thor 282, which featured Immortus, an incarnation of the time-traveling villain Kang the Conqueror. So, the title of this episode, Glorious Purpose, was Loki's catchphrase during the Avengers movies. Uh, We also hear him repeat this phrase along with some of his other various movie dialogue throughout the episode, fittingly as this version of Loki had just come out of the end of Avengers 2012. Alright, so, um, yeah, what, uh, what theories of any do you have, Matt, for the future of the show? Or speculation? Uh, I think that somehow the multiverse is going to open back up. I don't know how, but that's I got a feeling that that's going to happen. Um, I think Loki's probably going to... I don't know. Like Someone said, I don't know if it was New Rockstars or one of the other channels on YouTube that um, when when Loki said you are not a god, it almost looked like he was looking like away from Thanos, like he was almost looking towards like himself. So maybe that Loki already went through the process that he's currently going through right now so that when he gets to that point, it's pretty much Loki from 2012. Like basically the whole time loop thing, you know, like... Um, yeah, that... I don't know, but that would so be something know. that they have um, to have had set up. That before. could be a far-fetched one. Yeah, but. I think that's probably just reaching, but that's just my guess. I don't know. But what else do you got? Anything? 
Anything else? No, that's pretty much it. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, um yeah, I mean my my one major theory that I'm gonna drop here, which I heard somebody else have, I can't remember where either. Okay, so at one point Mobius says back to Loki when Loki says, I'm smart Mobius says back to him, I know and he has this look on his face because nobody's ever agreed with him when he says that. My feeling is that because he agreed with him, the reason he agreed with him is because he is him. Because Mo- mm-hmm. Loki can make himself look like other people. As they were, sh- as they were sure mm-hmm. to point out in the beginning of this by showing him turning into Steve Rogers in 2012. Right. So... This is a totally far-fetched theory, which I'm probably going to be completely wrong about, but I think Mobius is a variant disguising himself as Mobius. Mm. And I think he's Loki. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think he's the Loki. He might, he might even be the Loki variant that they're looking for. It could be. Oh, okay. Yeah, so <laughs> I think, I mean... That's interesting. I... I I, I think there's more to Mobius than they're letting on, at least, if nothing else. So, yeah. And that's why when when I said the idea of well, how yeah. a Mobius strip can look like two things. Even though it's a single thing. Right. So, my, my feeling is that there's something going on there. <laughs> And when we're when we and when we get to episode six wow. and, and, and this this revelation didn't happen, I'll be okay with that. But I really want it to happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, if 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 um yeah. So um. And uh, so here 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 I, I've got I've got some of our listeners' uh, feedback on what they thought of this episode too. Michael Burton, one of our listeners, said, very intriguing, excited to see where it goes. Chris Tiefel said, I enjoyed it, though thought, though is funny that Disney seems determined to pretend Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. never happened. I think he's talking about the time, because there was a lot of time travel in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And, oh, uh, yeah. yeah. So, um. Gabe Rios says, "I loved it so far. It was my favorite premiere." Well, why, why is like why? Why about the Agents of Shield? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think it might just be because it was produced outside. Like of why? The, like why? Oh, at, well, I was just gonna say because it was produced outside of like the purview of Kevin Feige and the people that were producing the oh. Marvel movies. And the first season, first couple seasons, really are in lockstep with the movies, but then after that, it kind of veers off in its own direction. But watching it again mm-hmm. recently, I don't see how it differs. You just say it's a different timeline. Right. Because they do time travel and they do change things, but the thing is, is now, especially <coughs> multiverses opening up and everything, you can definitely you know, reconcile wh- how this all happened. And the show is amazing. Right. So I, I don't know. It's a very underrated <clears throat> television series, in my opinion. Anyways, uh... Yeah, I still gotta start watching it. Um, uh, definitely you should. I think you'd like it. Um, <laughs> um, oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, 
I was just going to say, Gabriel said I loved it so far. It was my favorite premiere episode of all the Disney Plus shows. Um, cool. Kermit Key said, dug it, want more, rewatched Endgame, still brought me to tears. Uh-huh. And then uh, Steve Sabo, who uh, I've got to get a hold of soon. Um, he's uh, he's going to be on our episode on, on a episode soon as a guest. <clears throat> Very funny stand-up comic um, and actor um, was in uh, was in was in this little movie called Pi Day Die Day. Um, <laughs> it was. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, he says I liked it. It has a really fun, lighthearted feel but can still ramp up the drama when necessary. I'm interested to see where this goes. Okay, so that's what we got so far on our comments here. On our Facebook group page, which you should join if you're listening here. Mm-hmm. It's all Too Real 2 podcast group. Um, yeah, so uh, any, any other thoughts here, Matt, before we wrap things up? <clears throat> no, I think that's about it. Um, you know, look forward to the next episode and see what's she was going to go on with this, you know, Loki variant, or the second Loki variant, rather. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully something cool. I've heard that the second episode is even better than the first from some people that have gotten advanced copies of it. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so we'll we'll see here. And, mm-hmm. you know, and Marvel, if you want to send me advanced copies of episodes to review in the future, I won't <laughs> tell anything early, but I would love to watch them ahead of time. Just, just, just a little wink, wink, <laughs> nudge, nudge. If you're listening here, Kevin Feige or anybody. Also, make Agents <laughs> of S.H.I.E.L.D. canon, okay? That's all I'm saying. Yeah. It's good. Please. It's a great show. Yeah. <laughs> I want me some more, uh, you know, some more Agent Coulson and some more Quake and some other characters from that show. Come on, just bring them, you know, into the MCU. All right. Anyways, um, until next time, you know, get yourselves vaxxed, people. It's good. It's not going to turn you into like some variant of yourself. I like, trust me. And you know, um, or like Magneto or whatever. Um, yeah. It's like I said. You know, no no chips are being put into you. No Pringles. No. Uh, no no uh, no Triscuits. No uh, <laughs> no wheat thins. No. No kind of snacks that you like to eat while you're watching episodes of Loki, you know? Yeah. None of those bugles or anything. Remember that, those would hurt if they got injected in you, I think. Those are pointy. Yeah, they would. Pointy. Yeah. yeah. Doritos, those might hurt too. They're kind of pointy. Mm-hmm. So, you know. But make sure you, uh, you know, follow us. You can find everything that you need on all2real2.com. You know, give us a five-star review on Apple Podcast. And tell your friends about us, people. Just walk up to strangers too, not just your friends. Now that now that you can go out in public more, just you know, anytime you're like, say, at the grocery store or something, just walk up to random people and be like, "Have you heard of All Too Real Two yet?" <laughs> and if they don't mace you, tell them about the show. Until next time. Yeah. Bye bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to All Too Real 2 Podcast, a Cullen Park production. Produced and edited by Michael E. Cullen II. Music by Matthew Hawes. Subscribe and share the show. Visit us at CullenPark.com.
心。